Mm, thank you so much. Well, it's great to see everybody this morning, and we're going to jump right on in. I think our title really spells it out uh, this week, what we're going to be looking at. It says, Encounters We All Encounter. And I was thinking, man, each day our lives are filled with so many amazing encounters. Some good, some not so good, amen? And some, I was really thinking, it seems like they just never go away. Y'all ever had that situation? It just seems like it comes back again and back again and over and over. Y'all ever see that movie? I think it was called Groundhog Day. The guy relived the life every day. You know, and we just go, oh, my gosh, I thought I was past that. But, you know, um, anybody had a week like that? Okay, y'all were living my week, too. <laughs> and I thought, man, Lord, I know that you've got this under control. And so I said, you know, I think the best way to, to, to look at this is go to the one that understands our life better than anybody. That would be Jesus. Amen. He understands what we're going through. He understands what's ahead. Uh, and, and he's never late. He's always on time. Somebody say amen there. He's always on time. So I thought it might be good to kind of just relate to a few things that, uh, that Christ went through when he was walking along the, the earth uh, many years ago. But you know what? We are not alone. If we're believers in Christ, we have his spirit in us to lead, guide, and direct us. So the next time we feel like we're going through a tough time, realize who lives in you and what God's done for you. So I was praying and I said, Lord, you know, there's all types of things going on in the world. I know they don't take you by surprise. I said, well, I'm just going to kind of just refresh myself in the word and read through your story. See, that's a good place to go. I said, I'm just going to go to the book of John and just start reading. On the life of Jesus, the gospel of John. I started reading and things. And I started to see that, you know, Jesus dealt with a lot of different things, didn't he, when he was here? I mean, all types of stuff, much more than probably what we will. But, you know, nevertheless, when the problem is at your house, the problem is at your house. You know what I mean? When it's on, you know, it's at your job or your family, it gets pretty big, doesn't it? You know? And so all I hope to do today is look through the lens of the Bible and follow our role model, Jesus Christ, and see how he dealt with different things when they came up, all right? So a couple of things I saw when I was reading through there, following in the footsteps of Christ, that, you know, Jesus had to deal with a lot of different things. He dealt with belief and unbelief. And now I'm not talking about his unbelief, but the unbelief all the same. Many people didn't believe him, did they? You ever feel like people, you ever talk to people and you're talking and they're not listening to a word? That doesn't happen to nobody else. Everybody, they won't look at their husband or wife, they're just going, <laughs> It happens. I mean, it happens on the job. It happens at home. And you're like, you know, they're not hearing. You know, that's the difference of, of hearing and listening. I'm going to give you a tip, Thomas, to get married next week. Hearing and listening. There's a difference. You can hear, but you need to listen, right? Yeah, you can, uh, Alexa, you can, Alexa, you can thank me later for that. And it works both ways. It works both ways. But, you know, so he, he had to deal with belief and unbelief. We're going to look at that. Next, he dealt with conflict and crisis. You think about that. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, indeed. And there's always something going on. And I look down here. He dealt with some pretty unique circumstances, didn't he? He said, well, yeah, he's the son of God. He, he dealt with a lot of cool stuff. Guess what? You're a child of God if you got your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So you have great opportunities. Great opportunities, you know? Each and every day. See, sometimes we think it's just on Sunday. Or it's just when this particular thing comes up, I'm going to really be used here. But I'm telling you, in my life, most of the time it's in everyday stuff that God uses me. If I'm listening, if I'm available, if I'm obedient, how about you guys? So I want us to just kind of get in tune to what God really wants to do in our life. And as I was reading through the Bible and looking at things, I thought, man, Lord, you, you just, you dealt with things this way and that way. I said, this is really speaking to my heart. How many know when you're looking for an answer and you go to the Lord, he'll give you an answer. How many know sometimes it's not always the answer you want? 
Amen. So guess what we do about that? We just keep flipping until we find what we want? No. No. We align our life to what God has and what he speaks to us. Amen. And, and that's, you know, that's where the growth comes in. So my eyes fell upon this familiar verse for me. And I said, Lord, you were right on time. I want to share it with you. If you got your Bibles, this is out of John uh, 15, 5. Many of y'all know it, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. It says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, we can read that real fast, but I tell you, that's a lot of meat on the bones for that. A lot of that. We, we just kind of read through that. And say, oh, yeah, I got it. But see, God is so good to us that he sent his son as our role model. He gives us our word for instructions. And then he goes ahead and he knows how I am because he has to paint a picture for me. He gives us a picture. Look, he says, hey, look at this. Yeah, I want you to understand what's going on. You know, if you remain in me and I in you, it's that relationship. It's that connection. It's spending time with God, abiding in God. You know, and, and, and going and following up with what God says. And we're going to go into that a little bit more. Remain in him. And I said, so let's walk through the message this morning and know what it means to, to walk with him and, and just be encouraged with him. And I said, you know, even when, now I want to talk about this for just a second. Even when we get off the trail, that doesn't make God any less God, does it? Does he got a way back home? Absolutely. Just because we walked away didn't mean he walked away. So we can always call on the name of Jesus. So we're going to take a few minutes and just look how Jesus teaches us to maneuver through some of these encounters of this life so we can come out victorious. Everybody wants to come out victorious, right? Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a secret. If you know Jesus, you're already victorious because you've got a home in heaven. Amen. But I want to tell you, you don't have to wait till you get there to see some of the benefits now. All right. So let's take a look at this. So if you got your uh, handouts, I encourage you to come along. We talked about belief and unbelief. This time did a great job. So now disbelief. Okay. So the first thing I want to look at this and, and I want to kind of take some time here. And I, I wrote down, I said, we believe in Christ yet often doubt his power. You said, what do you mean? I'm glad you asked. You know, this week I talked to a fellow. We had been praying about different things. I don't see him all the time. And I asked him about this situation that we had been praying about. And, and it really kind of caught me off guard. And, uh, and I said, man, you know, uh, how's, how's that going? What's going on in that situation? He says, well, you know, not much changing. I said, okay. I said, well, you know, God's still in the miracle business. And he said, yeah, I know that. And, uh, and he said something along the lines of this. He said, yeah, but I just don't think he's going to do anything. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. You know God's in the miracle business. But we still doubt the power of God. You know, we do that. I'm not coming down on this person or anything because I know this right here. Sometimes we get tired. Our hearts get weary when we're waiting for that answer. We're waiting for that thing. But I'm here today to tell you, hold on. Keep looking up. Keep trusting the Lord. And I tell you what, we don't, I said, you know, when he said that, I said, man, I'm not even going to entertain any of that unbelief. I'm not even going to entertain any of that. So we're going to, we're going to take a look at this. In this situation, see, how many know sometimes when we're waiting on, on our situation to move that God's working a whole lot of other things into the picture? Like always, always. Maybe he's waiting for your new neighbor to move in. Maybe he's waiting for things to change at, at, at work or something like that. Maybe he's waiting for your kids to come home from college so you can share some of them. Whatever that, that case is, I want to tell you that we just got to keep on trusting, keep on pushing in. And so I said, you know, I believe that God can give doctors wisdom. Do y'all believe that? A lot of things have changed, haven't they? But I'm going to tell you what, you can't take credit for that because God has given those men and women the wisdom to do these things. 
And so I am grateful for doctors and nurses and all that. But I'm, I know who is in part of the wisdom to them. So ultimately, I'm thanking God and that he will use us in a lot of different situations. There's all types of technology. Isn't that amazing, the different things that you could do? I mean, we went to a, a, a little outing yesterday with the Pocosin High School Band. They did really, really good. I'll just throw that in. We're up around Richmond. And, you know, you look around, and you're hard-pressed to find somebody that does not have a cell phone. Well, if we could have got in on the bottom floor of that, you know? And you think about that, you know, and, and all the things that they have in that cell phone, you know? We always hear, they, I got an app for that. They got a guitar tuner on the phone. They got a flashlight on the phone. They got all types of stuff on there. And, you know, the GPS, we talk about a lot of things. But there's so many things that God has enabled us that sometimes I think we just start taking things for granted, don't we? And the very things that God blesses us with, sometimes we'll put, us in, we'll put it in between us and God. You ever notice that? God will bless you with a new home or a new boat or new this and next thing you know. It's like, well, man, I'd like to get to church, but, man, I got I to work on the boat. And then most people say, well, you know, I can still, I can still pray while I'm there. You absolutely sure can. But the Bible says, don't forsake the assembly. He wants us to come together and build his church. Amen. So I'm glad everybody made it in today. And I'm thankful that you're here because, you know, sometimes it's just good to get a handshake and a hug, isn't it? And maybe pray for somebody. See how they're doing. You know, and that's what family does. They stick together and they follow up and they love on one another. But still, we believe in Christ, yet often we doubt his power. If that's you today, flip the switch. Let's just go ahead and trust what he can do. Man, when we think about this, sometimes this is what I have to do in my personal walk. When things start going on, I said, now, wait a minute. If the Lord put all the stars and the sun and the moon in the right uh, position, those over here on my head, he can handle the situation at work, right? He can handle the situation with the rent. He can handle the situation with the car problem, whatever it is. And so I have to put God in the proper spot for me to get the proper answer. Amen. So I want to just kind of realign our thinking. Let's take another look here. We've got some kind of hard statements, but we're going to walk through them. We believe in eternal life, yet often doubt his forgiveness. What do you mean by that? Just talk to a few folks. I said, I've talked to more Christians that have been beat down in my 17 years of ministry than I can even count. You said, what do you mean? I'm telling you. We, at times, are more depressed than the non-believers. I said, there's something wrong with that, man. We should be filled with joy. And now, let me, let me tell you, just because we know the Lord Jesus Christ does not mean everything is just always lovey-dovey, right? We know that. But I tell you, that's the thing when we focus on who Christ is and what's going on in our life. That we rise above those crises. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead on that because we want to talk about that. And you know, that's something. Uh, I always know that we're, we're walking down the right path on a message because what happens is the Lord will allow me to live it out that week. Amen? So I was thinking about these things, and I thought, so many people are down. Not, not every person I know, but a lot of times we can get down. We can. But I'm, I'm going to say, let's not stay there because you know what? Don't give the devil a foothold. He'll take a foothold and get a chokehold on you, right? So what do you do? We read the word. We think about the things that God has done in the past. Journal things and go back. Get with your church family. Pray for one another. Look at what God's done and know what he's going to do. Amen. So we want to remain and abide in him. So many of y'all know I switched guitars last week and I was waiting to get my main guitar back. They had to read to the whole. The first thing Miles was looking like, where's your guitar at? I really enjoyed that guitar. And there was some electronic stuff in there that, that went bad. And they had to replace the whole pickup in there. So I took it over to my favorite place in Gloucester and they're working on it. And he says, hey, look, my guy that works on that has been out a little bit, but he'll get to it. I said, okay. 
So uh, I called and the guy says, hey, man, I had a few things going on, but I want to get that guitar to you and all that. And I said, okay, finally, I went over, me and Jesse went over Friday, and I talked to the guy that worked on my guitar. This guy is just upbeat. He's just, man, I'm telling you what. He said, Let me, I got to give it to you. This is, I got to give it to you on the guitar. They got those little pieces of metal, real strong. He said, you wore them out on the front of that guitar. He said, man, I had to, I had to reshape them and all this stuff. He said, I got to give it to you. Boy, you must really be banging on that thing. I said, I'm jamming for Jesus. You know, that's it. Man, I'll tear it up for Jesus. So he fixed that and everything. But I also knew that he'd been going through some different things, going through some situations with cancer and things. And I, I'm thinking, man, this guy, is the happiest guy I met all week. Man, what's going on? How you doing? Man, let's plug that guitar and let's try it out. I'm thinking, man, this is really good. It's a guy that you want to be around. He encouraged me. He was motivating me. You know, I'm thinking, man, look at all that traffic. I got to go to Gloucester. I got to go back home. You know, all those things, all those things we do. And I get there. This guy's been walking through some desert times. And man, hey, buddy, what's up? Man, I got that guitar. It's ready. Let's go. I was like, and I did this for you. And I did that for you. I'm like, man, this is great. And so I told him, I said, my son's got a guitar. I got to get over to you before too long to take a look at. He said, well, make sure it's, a, you know, several, several weeks out because I got I to have some more surgery. I said, really? I said, you doing all right? And he smiled at me. He says, man, he said, it's all good. He said, God has been so good to me. He said, worst thing that happened, I get to go home to see the Lord early. What a great attitude. I was so encouraged and inspired by that. Man, I was just like, yeah, it sounds good. That's fine. Thanks. And I just wanted to hear more about what God had been doing in his life. Now, no doubt that he had some down days. No doubt that, you know, um, things get a little tough. When, when, you, when you get the bad report, man, that's a big deal. Like I said, when it's at your house on your front porch and that problem's there, it's big. But you know what? He didn't drag anybody else down with him. And you know what? Even when I talked to him, all he wanted to do in that situation is glorify God. He was sure and secure in his eternal destination. How about you guys? Are you secure in that? Are you sure that when, you know, when trouble comes your way, that you can rest in the Lord? But I'm going to tell you what, just don't run to the Lord when things are tough. Walk with the Lord every day. So when those things do happen, you just keep on getting up. You know? We need to prepare, just like we said the other day when we had the storm and stuff. You don't prepare for tomorrow's storms tomorrow. You prepare for them today. As we walk through this life, we prepare today and we enjoy today. Don't get wrapped around with all the preparation and not live the life that God's given you today. So it's a balance. So we need to seek the Lord in that. But we need to rest in knowing that we are forgiven. Amen? So many times we just go right through that. I had a couple of things I wanted to share with you on that. You know, a lot of times we get double-minded. Just like when the first slide I was talking to my buddy, hey man, you know, do you believe that the Christ is in the miracle business? Yeah, I sure do. But I don't think he's going to do nothing. <laughs> How, how'd that happen? <laughs> how did we get there from here? You know? You know? And, but, but I've done that same thing. He was just being honest. And you know what? God wants us to be honest about it. He knows everything. And so, you know, we might as well just come clean with that. And then we go on and say we believe in eternal life. But most of the conversations that I have with people, Jail ministry, street ministry, people next door, nursing homes, wherever, funerals, weddings, everything else. This right here, they often doubt God's forgiveness. If you don't get anything else from the message today, you don't have to doubt God's forgiveness. If you ever doubt God's forgiveness, look to the cross. 
Read about God. Read about his life. He left everything to pay the price to set us in right relationship with him and the Father. That's the love that he has for you. Say for me. Let me hear you. For me. We got to make that personal. You know, because we think, well, you know, uh, the little old lady across the street, I know she's really nice and she looks out for us and brings us cookies. I think she's going to heaven. Well, you know what? Do you know that? Just because, you know, she's, she's baking cookies? I never read that in the Word. It's about a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But as we walk with the Lord, it should change things like the way we talk, the way we do, the way we treat others, right? And the way we trust God, amen? So let's keep on rolling with this thing. Do you believe Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? That's actually out of Hebrews 13, 8. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you know that in your heart? Do you just know, man, God's not changing? Then you know what? We can trust in the power of an unchanging God. How many things have people seen change in their life? About everything, you know? I mean, I'm telling you anything. You look in the mirror. Your hair. <laughs> Look in the mirror in my house, my waistline. <laughs> that thing's changing all the time. I'm waiting for it to change back, you know? But things change. People change. I asked him today, uh, I said, give my boy some words of wisdom. You've been married for a while. And he said, I thought he was going to come up with some, something funny, but he, he gave him a really good word. What was it, Tim? You remember? <laughs> I just went completely blank when I said that. I was like, you know it really impacted my life. <laughs> no. He told him, he said, you know what? The people, he said, the person that you marry today, as you grow, will not be the same person 31 years later. You know? He said, but grow together as you grow. I thought, that's great. Isn't that a good word? Walk together. You know? I know that that I'm probably not the same guy. I know I ain't the same guy my wife married. Get off that pool table. Put that guitar down. You know? But you know, I'm still a work in progress. But you know, as you roll and, and move and, and seek the Lord, a lot of times when I'm counseling people about getting married, I'll, I'll put like the cross up in the middle. And I say, you know what? As you grow together, seek the Lord. And, and as you go up, it's just like a, like a point like this. And as you get focused on the Lord, you're going to grow together. Is the Lord the main thing in your life? Sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll say, so, you know, you guys are in love and this and that and all these things. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, well, things change. But let me tell you, in the midst of your situation, Jesus Christ never changes. It's good to know that. And we can hold on to that. So when we look at those things, we keep on pushing on. But we want to grow together. I had another friend of mine tell me that. It just, it just popped in my mind. And a, a guy that was discipling me early on. And he said, you know, he says, me and my wife, um, been married a long time. And he says, I tell you what, if I could tell anybody anything, make sure you guys are growing in the Lord together. And you know what? He says, maybe that was my fault, maybe this and that or other thing like that. But you know, we need to spur each other on because he felt like he was running this way, she was running that way. She was running this way, she was running that way. But if you're running towards Jesus, right? You guys are going to meet up. You're going to rub some elbows. And you know what? In, in marriage, and I wasn't really going to preach on marriage, but I'm just talking about relationships, that you know what? Sometimes we have to pull and drag and love and forgive and all those things. Amen? And, and I tell you what, uh, we were talking about it with Julius. I said, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not autopilot. Things change. We talk about our job changing. 
But I want to tell you the thing that never changes. The person who never changes. His love for you never changes. Did you hear that? That's Jesus. Does that sound like a good word? Let's keep on going. Take a look at this. I said, allow the truth of God's word to grow your belief and choke out your unbelief. The more you believe, you don't have room for any unbelief. You know? You think about that. I heard yesterday on the radio, and I probably get a little of it mixed up because I, I can hardly digest it. We were listening to the sports channel, and there's some guy, 28 years old or something, in the NFL. And a lot of times, they'll talk about people that, uh, you know, that are believers. Boy, Tim Tebow really got rocked with all this. Well, this guy was talking about how he didn't believe. And they were talking about that. And, and they asked him different questions. He said, well, why don't you believe that there's God? He said, I just don't see any evidence. <laughs> I thought, what? I said, surely I misunderstood what he said. Now, see, it's easy to get irritated when somebody doesn't believe the way you believe. I said, man, I need to pray for that guy. And the Lord has sent different people on his team to encourage him and things like that. But he says, you know, it was funny. I was listening to some of this and Denise was talking. I was like, shh, 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 shh. This is going to be part of my sermon. And the guy was talking. He said, you know, I'm 28 years old. Maybe later on, I'll look back on this interview and think of something different. But right now, it's about me. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It really is sad. It's really sad. But, but I already knew that was good. We already knew that. <laughs> it's about him. I got my career, my this, my that, my, my, me, me, me. Man, I tell you what, that is a sad story. Because I'm going to tell you what, from a guy that's already had one knee operation and looking forward to the next, your body will wear out. You know what? And I'll tell you what, in the NFL or on your job or anything else, if you can't produce, we don't love you anymore. Next, bring it on. You know? It's, it's amazing. But God doesn't change. Isn't that something? God doesn't change. Many people, they in that, in that uh, interview with that young fellow, they, they went back and, they, and he said, many people, you know, talk about, man, hey, have the game good. Man, I just want to thank the Lord of this. And, uh, man, God gave me the ability of this. And this. He said, you, you don't say that. He said, well, I just, I just don't see it. But see, that's what the enemy will do. He will put blinders on you and think it's all about you. But also he talked about some of his background. And I said, oh, I see Right? But, but here's the thing. Don't let things in your background and, and people that you follow distract you from following the Lord. Amen? If you're walking with people that are pulling you away from the Lord, you need to change up. I did not say that you can't have friends that are unbelievers because God can use you to, to make the difference in their life. But I tell you what, if they are causing you to walk off the course of what God has for you, then you need to change up. Amen? Because we want to be strong in the Lord. Because let me, let me tell you why. It's amazing. You see things all the time. How many of you know you see some of the lives and things on TV, you know? And I saw a guy. This is a real, this is not in the notes. I'm going to keep on. Going. Guy, anybody remember MC Hammer? I would do the dance, but I don't think I'm up to it today. Man, that guy could dance. And I just thought, this is amazing. Man, he's doing this and all this stuff. And, and the work ethic that this man had was really good. And, and he's a Christian. And doing all these things and stuff like that. And he would help people out. And he would do stuff. And, and the business went kind of south. And the next thing you know, he lived down on the bottom of the hill. And he moved all the way up to the hill. And when things got tough, and he had to move back down the hill, that circle of friends or so-called friends got small. Real small. And they interviewed him. So he's actually a minister. He's got, uh, got his own church and things now. And the things that he, he saw going up the hill and coming back down the hill 
really opened his eyes to a lot of things. A lot of times, the, the folks that we think we got all these friends, how many people got a Facebook or something like that? A lot of people do. I think I got on there maybe 2,000 friends. I got a funny feeling. If I called 2,000 of them up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, can you come pick me up and get me a pizza? Because <laughs> you're my friend. Yeah. Yeah, can you come get it? They're going to say, who is this? Have you lost your mind? You know, probably some of my really good friends would say, you better call back tomorrow. But see, a lot of these so-called cyber friends and all this, and people that you're taking all this input in, they don't really care. They really don't. And, and I know not only any of us, but our young people see that and they go, oh, this is my friend and this is my friend. Well, let me tell you what. When I, when I tell you somebody is my friend, man, let me tell you, that, that's something. We've done some walking together. i got a lot of acquaintances, a lot of people that I know. But I tell you what, as time goes by, when you got a good friend, you've been blessed. You got a, and, and if you got a good friend, that don't mean you always get along. Amen? Anybody good, got a good friend that don't always get along, don't point. Yeah, I got my hands in here. Because your true friend will tell you stuff that you need to hear even when you don't want to hear it. But if you wait a second and let it go through this thing right here, you're going to say, you know, there's something going on here. doesn't mean they're always right, but you need to entertain what they say for just a minute and put it up against the backdrop of the Bible. Always. Amen? Always. You know? So I just want to take that little detour because you know what? We cannot allow all that unbelief to, to, to just get in there. And, and many times we do. Well, let's take a look at this. You know one way you can flush that out? When we encounter God's love. When we open up our hearts and God starts beginning to flood our lives with his love, it'll push out that doubt. Well, I think God loves me. Do you? Do you think about that when you see him on, see, and read about him being on the cross? Do you think about that when, when God gave his only begotten son? You can know. You don't have to think. I think he does. You can know. Amen. And that's what I want us to see. Everybody know this? I think we do. But I just want to remind you, his love never fails. Amen. Never, ever fails. Well, let's look at a few other things that he went through and we deal with too. Conflict and crisis. I said, did Jesus ever experience conflict? Absolutely. Think about it. In the temples, with the Pharisees, with his own disciples. I said, notice this. I said, man, Jesus didn't operate out of a chaotic, controlling state, but a confident and calm position. When I was writing that down, I said, boy, isn't that true, Lord? He, he wasn't, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He always did what the Father did. He always went back to seek the, the, what the Lord, our Heavenly Father, was showing him. So guess what? This week I followed in the footsteps of Jesus. Remember I said, Lord, I don't understand this situation coming up. Lord, I don't know what's going on over here. And the Lord just whispered to me, he said, well, look at my life. And I started walking back through the life of Jesus. If you got things going on in your life and, and, and you, you just feel like, man, I need to go back to baseline. I got to figure out what's going on. Go back. And follow the life of Christ. He dealt with everything you're dealing with. It might be in a different time setting, but nevertheless, the same thing. All types of different things. I mean, you think about this. I said, man, you know, the people in the temple, the disciples, the, the religious leaders of his time put a hit on Jesus. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? It? Yeah, we over here Pastor Buddy Chapman. They got a hit on Buddy Chapman. He's like, what are you talking about? You know, don't be bringing me a shirt with a bullseye. Okay, <laughs> right? But think about it. They were like, you know, you read through the word. They have to do something to get rid of this Jesus. Man, see, because he was preaching the truth. 
And man, I tell you what, the truth will always, 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 always line up with his word. It is the truth. Can't separate it. Boy, we try to bend it sometimes, don't we? We try to switch it around, but I'm going to tell you what, God has the last say in that. So look at this. How did he handle the conflict? Good verse to write down. You can look at it later. I'm going to read it to you. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. If you don't know that, check this out. He always would deal with conflict and crisis with us by using the word of God to instruct and teach his disciples. Look at this. I'm going to read the scripture for you. It says, all scripture is God-breathed. God it is useful for what? Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God, that would be us, right, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let me tell you, if you feel like you don't have the resources, go to the word of God. He has supplied everything we need all the time. Let's keep on going. Did Jesus face any crisis? Man, let's look at that. Conflict and crisis. Some people think it's the same, but maybe not. I said, just look at this. He got lied on, sold out, beaten, bruised. Like I said, the Pharisees put a hit on him and everything else. And I said, man, you know, this is something I never understood when I talked to people. I talked to people. I said, well, have you read the Bible? They said, yeah, it's boring. I said, What? The Bible is born. That Bible is alive. That Bible is life. That Bible is not like any other book. It's the living word. I'm thinking, you must be reading the wrong book. If you like excitement, if you like things like that, you like something that's going to transform your life for the good, you need to open that word. And the Holy Spirit will lead you through that and show you those things step by step, man. It gives us, I said, the book is filled with life, hope, and instruction, and love. Look through that. And you know what? A lot of times, a lot of people went through some tough times too, didn't they? But again, like our other slide, Jesus never changes. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. When all these things were going on with the beating and the, the, all the things that he encountered, I said, he was fulfilling the prophecy that were written about him in order to set us free from sin and death. It was all part of, part of God's plan. Let me tell you, it was not about the comfort of Christ. Why do we think that being a Christian is, is always being comfortable? It's not. Look back through the Word. Look back. Paul had a couple of rough days, didn't he? Many, right? What about David? What about, we talked about Joseph for several weeks, you know? Were they following after God? Absolutely. Look at that. David, a man after God's own heart. He went through a lot of different things. Even when he was doing what he thought he was supposed to be doing. But a lot of times he chose to take it in his own hands, too. But you know what? He was quick to repent and God was quick to reset him into, the, into his loving arms. He never walked away and said, well, you know, you're out. You know what? That's what I want you to hear today. That God will never leave you or deceive you. Amen? Let's keep on rolling here. I wrote this here. I said, he encountered death so that we could have life. Many of y'all know the scripture, John 10, 10. It says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. And Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I want you to know that we are not in this race to just kind of get by. Now, when I say that, a lot of times people equate that to stuff, cars and houses, this and this. But I'm going to tell you what. I know a few people who's got a few things, and that doesn't make them any happier at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It might make things a little bit easier, things like that. Think about this. If you got all that stuff, Somebody might want to grab your kid at the, at the school bus stop. I don't want that. You know? 
So you never know. I, I, I think we get our focus on the wrong thing. And I think what we really need to look at is, look what God encountered so that we can have life. Look what he encountered so that we can have life. Well, let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing all right? Say amen. He also had some pretty unique circumstances. I said, man, look at this. I said, many characters in the Bible find themselves in some unique circumstances. We name them off in them. When we cut through the Bible, we're looking at Abraham, man, Moses, Joseph, David, Ruth, Esther. I said, but let's not overlook anyone. What about the little boy who shared his lunch and the Lord turned it into enough to feed 5,000 people with the five loaves and the two fish? What about the mom and dad who packed that boy's lunch? You said, what are you talking about, buddy? Remember I said you might be going through something, but there's a whole lot of other pieces of the puzzle. See, that morning, I guarantee you, when his mom was throwing the fish, fish uh, sandwich in there and, and a couple pieces of bread, that she didn't think that 2,000 later, 2,000 years later, we'd still be talking about the dish that she made for her son. But see, when things are in the hand of God, God can multiply them. He willingly turned them over to the Lord. And, and I think that's the thing. A lot of times, we want to hold on to stuff. We want to hold on to stuff. And the bad thing is, we still want to hold on to a lot of the trouble. We want to hold on to a lot of the unforgiveness, the unbelief, the circumstances. You, you don't think so? Talk to somebody. See what's going on. It doesn't take long to get to the root of the situation if something's going on. And just like I said, it'll be play, replay, play, play, replay, play, replay, play, 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 replay, play. So what do you mean? You're talking about the same thing. I got hurt five years ago about this or that or whatever. I'm not minimizing somebody getting hurt, wounded, or being done wrong. But I'm going to tell you what. Forgiveness is about releasing that. So it doesn't ruin your today. It doesn't ruin your tomorrow. It doesn't impact the lives in a negative fashion than the ones that you love. You know? Have you ever known some people and you, and, and you, you hang out with them and you say, man, a really nice guy, a really nice girl. And then you spend some time with them and it's the same thing. Over and over. And you start finding that you go ahead and let stuff go to voicemail. And you don't go to dinner with them as much, right? And all those different things. Because guess what? They're reliving the hurt. They're tearing the scams and they won't receive the forgiveness. Does God have forgiveness enough for all of us? Absolutely. Is it difficult at times to receive that forgiveness? Yeah. But you know what? As a believer, we have the spirit of the Lord in our life to help us, to comfort us. To help us get over those things. You know, I never minimize what somebody's been through. You know, the hurt and the pain. I know there's a lot of people, if they could just flip the switch, they would. But I'm here to tell you, there's someone in this world that's willing to help you with that. His name is Jesus, amen? He's willing to show you that, you know what? Like I said, when, when we experience the love of God so greatly, it washes those things away. Talk about being the same guy and different things. I will be the first one to say with both hands raised up, there's a lot of work to be done on your pastor. Amen. But I'm not where I was. And, and he's not done with me yet. And I'm thankful for his grace and mercy. I will tell you this. If somebody crossed me early on, <laughs> your time's coming. That's who I was. I'm not now. I'm like, well, you know what, Lord? You can deal with that. I'm done. I'm not proud of that. But that's how it was when you push me, shove you. You know, oh, you're going to do that? Well, we'll just, I'll just take it in my own hands. I'll fix it. I'll do that. But that 
will only get you more bruises, more trouble, more heartache than you can, you can ever deal with. And even though those things still come up and you might have that knee-jerk reaction, you just want to grab them by the hair, I'm going to tell you what, I have found, and I, Lord, I hope I can continue to do this in your strength, that you know what? I need to let him hang. Just let it roll over, you know? And I tell you, I find I sleep a whole lot better at night. Did y'all ever play this game? I don't know if you really know it by this name. I like to call it the what-if game. Now, you guys say, what is the what-if game? You played it. You're laying down in bed, and you say, well, what if they do this? I'll do that. What if they say this? I'll say that. And now it's 4 o'clock in the morning. You've got to get up an hour. And you done what if yourself right into just the, just exhaustion. And then the next morning you see that person at work. Here they come. You got, you got all the answers. You're just waiting for them to go, hey, how you doing? <laughs> they slept fine. They are not even thinking about this little deal that you blew on out of proportion. All those things. God puts us in some unique circumstances all the time. Not just the disciples from, from back then, but we're disciples now. <laughs> How will we represent Christ when those things come along? And don't forget, it doesn't have to be the big stuff. It doesn't have to be the big stuff. If you look back over your life, it might be the one or two words. Somebody just pulled you to the side and said, hey, you look nice today. Hey, I've been praying for you. Hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. You say, well, who in the world is that person? They don't. And some of the other so-called friends just kept on walking. When you have those relationships that God has put... Uh, you in. Don't take them for granted. Nurture them. Encourage them. Invite them to church. Love on people. Because you know what? We want the best for them. And people always have to deal with those different things. And try to see one another through the lens of the Lord. You can't do it with the Bible shut. Open that Bible. What would Jesus do? You know? Sounds like people might have wore that out, but it's still a good thing. What would Jesus do? How did he respond? Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. Well, how am I going to be more like Jesus? When I spend more time with Jesus. When I spend more time in his presence, when I spend more time in his word, it's going to start shaping my heart and, and changing my words. Yeah, sometimes I'll still pull back. How about you? Sometimes I still want it my way. I think I'm, everything's about Burger King. Have it your way. It's not my way. But you know what? As I walk with the Lord, I see I really don't want it my way. I want it his way. You ever had somebody ask you this? People used to say this all the time. Hey, buddy, how's everything going? Everything going your way? <laughs> After I had things going my way for a while, I go, no, I don't want it my way. I thought I wanted it my way. And, and, and man, if you want to take time, I thought I wanted it that way, and that wasn't good. And I thought I wanted it that way, and that wasn't good. You know? So I'm quick, I said, well, I don't know about that, but I'd rather have a God's way. And you know what happened? That opens up, opens up a door. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, man, his way is the best way. I want, to go, I want to go with him. That little thing in a situation can open up a door to just witness. Now, they didn't mean anything by that. They didn't probably want a big theological, you know, uh, sermon there. But you just say, you know what? You can use that as a, as a door opener to talk about Jesus. Look at this, going back to some of the unique circumstances with people in the Bible. How about it? They each had to come to a point of decision. And we do too. Are we going to trust God? Will we trust Jesus? Just look at the news. I wrote this down. I said, is the truth worth living for even to the point of death? That's a, that's a big question right there. 
You know, you got people that, that over time, and I think it was something the other day in the news, sometimes it's just overwhelming. You know, people, and Tim mentioned it many times, and, and so has Bill about our, our missionaries and folks. There's a lot of people that if they say the name of Jesus or open a Bible or even own a Bible, you're dead. I, I mentioned this years ago. I was at a church, and, and they had a guy come in, and he was preaching and, and talking a little bit. And I noticed when he was pointing the stuff, he was pointing like this with just a few fingers on the screen. You know what happened to him? The way he heard about the Lord, somebody walked by and he was on a park bench and a guy kept walking and ripped the Bible, a piece out of the Bible and handed it to him. Kept on walking. Because if they that we caught that man with that Bible, they'd kill him. And he would read the Bible and the Lord was just working in this man's life. And they found out he had that in his possession. They cut his fingers off. He said, what are you talking? I thought this was going to be uplifting. It is. Because we live in a place that, you know what? We can freely proclaim the word of God. But yet we do this. I don't want to offend anybody. As a Christian, we know if somebody dies without the Lord, where the destination is. Where is it? One place. Hell. There's no turning back. I would rather offend somebody here than have them not know and end up in hell. Because it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about what God did. It's about what God has called us to do. Share that word. Now, you know what? I do not believe that we got to put people in the headlock to do that. I believe that we can love them to the Lord and ask the Lord to give us discernment when to say and what to say and how to say it. But I tell you what, the biggest thing is we need to be abiding, just like we talked about today, remaining in the Lord. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Amen. Let's take a look at this. They encountered so much more of God when they trusted God, when they just trusted God. Have you ever noticed that? When you just trust God, you seem to come out on the other side, don't you? Might get a couple of bumps and bruises. Might have a couple of uh, pulled muscles along the way, right? But I want to tell you what, at the end of the day, isn't it amazing how God works things out? Next week, when we go um, at our satellite location, you guys are going to be blessed. Uh, Angela's going to fill in because I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff with the, with the um, wedding thing. And, and uh, she's been out of town working really, really hard. And she sent me a couple of notes and she says, boy, <laughs> the Lord is building some sermons in my life, you know? And that's something else. When we go through different things, we have a choice. We can either find the joy in them or step back from them, right? I say that with jobs all the time, you know? Me and Denise talk about jobs and things like that. My job has changed a lot where I work during the day. A lot. And she said, well, what do you think about that? I said, well, this is what I think about that. God knows where I am. No question. And I got two choices. I can either leave or I can stay and find the joy in my job. And that's what I try to do. God provided a job where, where I can do stuff and provide for my family. So I'm going to look at the positive. Right? That's for somebody here today. You know, um, we were talking, you know, wouldn't it be nice to get a job and just say, well, you know, I really don't need that job. I'll just, you know, I, Oh, I don't want to play no more. Well, that's not the case for a lot of folks. But I'm going to tell you what, if God opens up a door to give you a job, I think it's an extension of your ministry. And I know that for a fact. Because God knows where you are. And God's going to use you and God's going to promote you in a place where you're his mouthpiece. You're his mirror of Christ. So when we get new opportunities, I get excited about that. Somebody tells me about a new opportunity. I say, man, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to see how God is going to use you in this situation. 
Tip of the day, remain in him. Remain in the Lord. Amen. And so, you know what? As we look at this and we see how God continues to move as we trust him. Don't you want to just trust him a little bit more? Let's go back to this here. Go back to the beginning. Encounters we all encounter. I'm going to get you guys to read this with me. John 15, 5. You all ready? One, two, three. Let's read. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We all have things that we're going to encounter today. Today. And next week, Lord, doesn't come back to get us or whatever. But see, that's how life is. How will we respond with the choices and the opportunities? We can either abide and remain or step back. And when I was reading uh, through my Bible, there was a little breakout in the study Bible part. And I like this right here. It said this. This is our, one of our takeaways today. I want you to hear what it says. It says, point beyond yourself to the returning of Christ. I like that. Our life should not only be pointing. It's not, look at me, look what I'm doing. Look, hey, look what you're, look at me, boy, look at me. No, it should be, look to what God's doing. Look what God has done. I talked to a guy yesterday. He says, you guys meet over there at the uh, um, women's club? I said, sure do. And he was asking all this and all. Man, you guys sure have done a lot over there. You put a driveway in, a new roof, and all this stuff in there. And I just started laughing. I go, no, we didn't. God did. God blessed them in a, in a place because they were a blessing to us. Isn't that funny how it works? They were a blessing to us to give us the opportunity to come and worship here. And then the next thing you know, the Lord worked it out to bless them. Isn't that amazing? They didn't do that to get a blessing, but when you're a blessing, God has a way of working it out of blessing you. Did that come out right? When you do the right things for the right reasons, a lot of times it'll just come right on the back around there. Just because you do the right thing for the right reason doesn't mean everything's always going to turn out the way you want it. But I tell you what, we can trust in God that love's never changed for us, that you know what, that he can work all things together for the good. This last part, it says, you know, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. He didn't say you might bear much fruit. What is that? You know what? That our lives can be uh, a mirror of Christ, can be a tool and an instrument in the hand of God to impact lives. What is it that you want them to say at your funeral if you look at it that way? Oh, man, he had some great hair. Oh, boy, you know, man, I tell you what, he really had a nice car. Man, you know what? Uh, boy, she could really dance. You know? Think about that. Or would they say, you know what? They weren't perfect, but boy, they sure love to serve the Lord. You know what? Wouldn't it be amazing when, when that time comes? Or even, let's go past that, when we get to heaven. And you look around and we're praising the Lord. And somebody taps you on the back and says, you know, uh, because you put 36 cents in that little uh, uh, heavenly hog over there at 2015, somebody bought a Bible track and saved my life, changed my life. You go, what? So we think it's the big stuff. You know, you know why we do the coins of hope? To show you the power of God in the little things. And we still take the offering and all those other things like that. But, but what we do is that I wanted, as I was praying at the beginning of the year, the Lord said, little is much when it's in my hand. 
Little as much as I am. See, we think, well, we can't do this, we can't do this. As a, as a one-room church, that don't bug me a bit because I know people are getting saved. I know people are talking about what God's doing here. I get excited, right? And not only that, we don't have the big bills. You're supposed to laugh there, right? I mean, that's it. I mean, I think it's good to be, you know, frugal for Jesus, right? <laughs> I think it's good. But let me tell you what, what the Lord has done in blessing us in this has allowed us to go to the real needs of people in their life and help them. And every time we're able to help somebody, it is this that is served up to them. This is an extension from your heavenly father to you. This is what God has been able to provide for you in this situation. God always gets the glory. How about in your life? Are you giving God the glory in all the things that he's done for you, in you, and through you? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that, you know, encounters we all encounter span all over the spectrum. There's good things, there's tough things, there's repeat things, but you know what, Lord? You never change. And we have the confident hope, even through the belief and unbelief, the crisis and conflicts and those unique situations that we can come to you and know that you never hide from us. You never run from us. But Lord, I pray each one here runs to you. If there's one in here today, Lord, that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray today they listen closely to what I say. And it's not really what I say. It's just the message that you've given each and every one of your disciples. To show them, teach them, and tell them about the life of Jesus Christ so that they can come to that knowing. That they can call on the name of the Lord and have their sins forgiven. If that's you today, if I ask you this question, I'm asking you this question today. If you die today, do you know for sure that you would spend eternity in heaven. Can you say, absolutely. I pray that it is. But if you can't, I want to give you the answer. His name is Jesus. And the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth, and believe in the heart, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He paid the sin debt in full for each one. All we have to do is receive it by faith. Don't make it hard. God did the hard part. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't leave here today without saying, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I need you. Thank you for saving me. And you can have that confident hope because God's word will not come back void. And God does not lie. And the Bible says that there's one way to heaven. He says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I want to encourage you today that if you've called on the name of the Lord, he's never changed. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and let's celebrate what he's doing.